This is Inside Outlands. I'm your host, Nat Ryle, and joining me today is Ace Mason. What's up, man? Good evening. And we have a guest, uh, Meatball, or we're going to get into that, what your actual username, nickname is, uh, from uh, Syndicate. What's up, man? The Minox Syndicate. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, the Minox Syndicate. Uh, well, real quick, let's just knock out the, uh, the username. <laughs> so... When I came back to get into UO, back in UOF, if that's allowed to be said here, um, my son had actually downloaded Discord and created an account for a game that he was trying to play and never even used it and put his nickname, which is Meet the Ball, which I gave him. And so when I got back into UO stuff, he didn't use the Discord. I already had it set up, so I didn't create a name and it kind of played with it. Wasn't sure how long I was going to be around and Meet the Ball kind of stuck with me then. Um, but when we came over here to Outlands, I switched it over to what my actual, uh, my nickname and my name in real, real life, my nickname, uh, which goes off of Huckleberry Finn and me being a little bit mischievous for a few years when I was younger and kind of what nickname friends gave to me. Um, so most of my guild now calls me by Huck, but the uh, greater Outlands community still sees the meatball and, um, Outlands general and all that stuff. Yeah, my my nickname username is is unoriginal. It's my two of my kids' names smashed together, Nathan and, and Rylan. So, <laughs> uh, and and now they're older. They're like, well, why is it my name first on there? I was like, well, you were second born. Well, so, you you're Rylan running around with Ted, was it? <laughs> I think what Ted's guild had a Rylan in it. No, oh, no, no. They're they they won't touch an MMO. They'll play Fortnite and anything strategy, but I, I'll try to get them to play anything MMO, and they just look at me like I'm crazy. My son does the Fortnite thing, but he does sit out here at times and ask me questions and ask when I'm going to teach him how to play it. So we haven't gotten there yet. Poor kid so, has no, uh, we, we, no, no idea what he would get from from my guild if he jumped in here under voice in my headset. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening with my kids, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we brought you on to kind of dive into uh, the history of Sin, you know, what your what your place in Outlands is, where you guys see yourselves going. Um, you're, you're kind of making a big move on the shard lately with with Prestige, so we'll get into some of that. You know, maybe a little bit of your history and background with, with Ultima Online, we could do some of that. And then we got a couple of cheeky community responses. Uh, as, as usual, there's, there's not many a good question in there, so... um so sin originally uh was a guild that came over together from uof and we were known as city guild on uof um and actually at, at launch on outlands in the last portion of beta testing was actually a combination of the two largest guilds on uof which was worked um and city and we came over here together and did the beta thing um we actually uh did not like the city name on uof and so we actually uh the the leadership group that came over here together uh took a vote and we had like we could not agree on a name um our base of operations on UOF was around Minot. And so we kind of ended up going with just a generic name. Nobody really could agree on anything. Um, we had a pretty set leadership structure over on UOF. And then when we came over here, it was kind of a fresh start for everybody. We had uh, Akasha in the guild originally. He was part of the come over team. Mary Mugen was there. Um, we have a number still that are in or have returned. Um, but we voted and that's kind of what it, we came up with. Um, there was a number of different ideas, but nobody could agree on anything. Uh, we had a really, really top heavy, large group of leadership that came over. I was actually just like a captain, lower level leadership over on UOF. I wasn't even any kind of, uh, upper guild leadership. Um, so we came over at the end of beta, did probably a month and a half, two months of serious beta testing. Um, and we, uh, probably, uh, did launch. Um, I think we placed the second house 
on the shard. Uh, the one right north of the Prevalia Moongate. Um, we went for Moongate houses first. We placed then one, I think, at Cambria, one at Terran. And then we started to kind of lock down what was our area that we kind of were going to stake or claim to, which was in the uh, kind of north of the Justice Shrine in that valley there. Um, yeah, so y'all came here with a uh, with a solid plan formed in beta, right? We did. And actually what happened was is Akasha actually came up with a lot of the initial push with the chopping of the wood uh and there was some internal strife and he split off and then he created hero um but he still had a lot of connections within sin so uh we actually were allied at allied at uh, at launch but i think we placed i think he might have placed the first house and we placed the second house um and i think at this point i think we are the second oldest guild on the shard i think after you guys and bb i think we're a day um less than you um lengthwise so i think we went through houses i think you guys bought a guildstone or bought spent 50k on a guild yeah we uh, our, our plan was guildstone first and then uh you know we had stormy daniels back then he he had a really early house and I, we got like the fifth the fifth house um which we put it at andaria that's our current uh bender house yeah I don't know why we, we did it that way. Probably because we, we didn't give a shit. <laughs> we only still have one of... Mary has the uh, Cambria uh, gatehouse. We do not have the Prevalia one anymore, and we do not have the Terran one anymore. Um, and then... Uh, anyways, a month, about a month into it, we had a massive breakdown in the leadership that was. And um, Hey, that sounds familiar. Well, it, that's when you had you had you had a group, a massive portion uh, of the guild actually split off and created uh, what everybody now knows as Wrecked, um, and they left, and 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 it, it was a, it was a, it was definitely a shocking day for a lot of people, um, and a lot went. I think we were left with like seven or eight people that actually stayed in sin. and you can imagine you're probably talking forty people that left and went and created Wrecked. Um, myself, Mugen, um, Chios, Nub, um, Brad, uh, I think there was, I think there was six, seven, eight of us that only stayed and it was some, it was some low times. We just, we decided to stay. We were going to rebuild. Um, so, so was it just, uh, was it absentee leadership or was it, you know, was it actual strife? Uh, there was a number of people that did not agree on the direction or what direction the guild should go. And you had, um, you kind of had the old leadership that came here, um, as the GM and there was other people that wanted more of a say in the direction things were going. Um, and they just, there was just a massive breakdown. You had people, you had a certain group that wanted people to continue to chop wood and build, build sh shields and place houses. You had other people that wanted to then start going and building tamers and actual money making, um, tunes. Like we had a whole system where, you know, certain people were, were gaining certain skills. Um, and me particularly, like I had poisoning, which meant I had to rely on the person that was, uh, doing alchemy to produce potions. Um, and that, those kind of things started to create some strife too, um, where, you know, people just wanted to start to play and enjoy the shard as it was. And the leadership, certain portions of leadership wanted to continue to push in the group aspect and people, some people wanted to go and start exploring and learning the shard as a whole. And it just, it, it was brewing. I think a lot of people that weren't in leadership didn't see it coming and were kind of surprised by it and that a lot of people followed and the seven or eight of us stayed. It was, it was a couple weeks there. Just a couple, me, Mugen, Nub, Brad, uh, just invoiced the three or four of us each night playing a few hours and deciding if we were going to continue to push on with sin or go look to be in a part of another guild. And, uh, there was a lot of broken friendships. There was a lot of broken relationships. There was some griefing that went on. Um, obviously, it was no secret where our homes and things were, the people that stayed. 
Um, it was a really ugly situation and a lot of people's feelings got hurt. And, um, uh, the way I look at it now is, uh, it was a very, very, I know the, the leadership in the current format of what wrecked is right now, uh, is not anywhere remotely people wise what it was during that time, but it was pretty, pretty sweet day when we passed wrecked and procedure a couple months ago. Um, yeah, they've, they've, they've fallen off. I think their current leadership is definitely absent. Which is, you know, without active leadership, it's hard to, to well, maintain and, an active guild. Well, yeah. And you know what actually happened was, is that, you know, the, the main core of the people that, that, that I'm not going to go throwing a bunch of names around, but the, the main core of the people that split off of Sin and created Wrecked and went and created um, the guild that became Wrecked, um, they've been in like three or four or five guilds since they left us and they've blown up guilds. They've tried to make their own guilds. Those guilds have fallen apart and sin is about as stable and steady as, um, any guild on the shard. And, and, uh, so I, you know, that, that it was, like I said, it was a tough couple months and, and we pulled ourselves up by the bootstraps, so to speak. And we started recruiting and we started, um, just continuing to play the game and take it a day at a time and enjoy the game and uh, an opportunity to build from scratch and build what we wanted to build in our image. And, and we've done that and we've been uber successful at it. And I would put our culture and our camaraderie and our group against anybody. I, it's, I, we, I, I've maybe booted in three or four people in the two years we've been here. And we've had a few people leave for, you know, I have friends in another guild, but we have really just not had massive turnover. Um, we've had some, obviously, people going active, um, but I, I'd put our culture up against anybody and the amount of fun that we have as a group. And um, and it is, it's a culture. That's what we, it's what we've built. And that's why we all enjoy to continue to play. And it's, it's turned into a family. I, you know, I, I've become friends with a few people outside of the game. Um, and the leadership team that I've put together that has stepped up and, and assisted me. Um, you know, I've, I, my playtime has been severely reduced. This whole COVID thing killed my job. So I've been home and I've been having to find jobs and I've coached baseball. And, uh, there's been a period here recently that I haven't been playing a lot and people have stepped up and, and, we're, we're in a great place. We're in a fun place. Um, seems like the activity never stops. Uh, there was a lot of time that I looked back at the first month that we were here and really, really was sour about it, but I just, I, I don't anymore. We're, we, we've, we're in a great place. We are in a very, very good place. Yeah. The, the COVID thing, we, me and Ace talked about that last time, but actually like, for me and Ace, it was the opposite of, you know, we, we should have all this extra time to play the game and, he dove into his family and, you know, I, I kind of dove into some other games. Um, Personally, I lost my job after 18 years. And so I and my kids had to come home and we're doing school at home. So um, it's yeah, been it's a rough. blessing. Yeah, well, I've been, it's been a blessing. I've been home for six, seven months now where I've been able to enjoy and spend time with the kids on a day-to-day basis. And it's been a year I'll never get back. And honestly, it's a year that most generations would never even get. And I know it's obviously a, you know, bad in the world and, you know, people dying and things like that. But for me personally, it's, it's been a year and, uh, I'll never get, you know, most people don't get the opportunity to sit at home and, and spend, uh, you know, thanks to the government too. I mean, I've, I've had a paycheck all the time, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, my playtime has been severely reduced when I mean, we did have a baseball season and my son's big in baseball. So I've been able to do that. Um, but, it's 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 I, and it's a matter of fact I accepted a job today so I'm going back to work so maybe my playtime will go back up maybe it is a little backwards than what most people would think. I um, actually play a lot from work, so <laughs> because I work yeah. from home, I'm playing right. less. I'm playing less at work, uh, which is weird. Uh, but I'm, I'm still finding playtime, you know, in the evening and, and stuff. Um, uh, let's get back to. Um, your the the sin leadership because I know for a while there it was, it was Mugen right and then so how did how did you get <laughs> Mugen no Mugen I love you Mugen but you've never been the GMS <laughs> oh, okay well, it might be a maybe um, miss miss me no, miss no, no you're good you're good um <laughs> he's PMing me now 
<laughs> um, so w- when everything fell apart, actually, the Flexicutioner, um, who was actually back and active in Sin, was the original GM of Sin when we came over. Um, when things fell apart, uh, a guy named Colds took it over for like literally a day. Uh, he decided to quit. Uh, Brad uh, decided he was going to run with it and decided it wasn't going to uh, be uh, time effective for him. So he maybe had it for two days. And then I said, you know what, I'll do it. And I literally just, I've, I've been the GM since then. So it's okay, been okay. pretty much since a month in. Um, I just People started. think I'm the leader of uh, Beard Brothers all the time. And I've, I've <laughs> no, been, one I've been, no one thinks that. No one thinks that. I've been GM <laughs> like a day. A day in the life of BB. You know. Yeah, well, I, mean, I, I, I know that because I message Jack to complain about something, and each time I message him, I get sent to, I get directed to a different department. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, it's it's so, like a four-headed monster over there. Yeah. So I became GM. I've been it ever since, um, and I literally just started trolling the uh, uh, the looking for guild page and people that were posting in the new player channel, and I would just reach out and I'd message people and say. Come be a part, help us build something. Um, and I just started picking up people here and there. And, you know, it, there's some turnover. Some people stick. Other people decide Outlands wasn't for them. Other people just, you know, they play for a bit and then disappear. Uh, but we just started slowly recruiting and recruiting and recruiting and picking up people, picking up people. And uh, I had, uh, and this was, and <laughs> I've always swore that we would never make UO feel like a job. Um, and so, you know, this was, you know, before distro chests and, you know, you'd go do a boss and loot split after a boss would be you know, half an hour, 45 minutes. And yeah. Of it, people wrote, it was awful. And I mean, I just recently here found a stack of, of my handwritten notes or writing down this person's rolling on this and that person's rolling on this. And I mean, it would take forever. And so we had, I had, uh, I had snug, snuggle pus and I had Hambro. Um, and I had Mugen and we would do the roles and things of that nature it was before lore notes, which lore notes has become the biggest job any guild has. I mean, spawning bosses now is easy. Distro and stuff is easy. Managing that lore note system is an absolute chore. Um, but you know, they, they did it for a while. Some of them then stepped off. I know Snugs went off and built a brewery, so he left and I've had different people over the time who have stepped up and stepped in. Um, the biggest thing for us ended up being is, you know, we, we got to maybe 15, 20 people that were quasi regular players. And then we, um, we met a group of people down in Inferno one day. That was another guild that was, uh, six or seven people that had been playing together forever. And, uh, Brad and I convinced them to kind of be absorbed into sin. Um, and they kind of pushed us over into the, you know, the next phase of actually being able to do bosses and PVP and recruit and, uh, keep the train rolling. Uh, in that sense, they were diehard farmers. Um, none of them are really active with us anymore. They're still in the discord. They jump in every once in a while. Um, Raider Bell, actually, they're the ones that, that placed all those houses outside of Mausoleum and secured that big plot there outside of Mausoleum where our current house at Guild House is. Um, yeah, what's your, uh, what's your current Guild House? Is it a... We have uh, that, the, uh, is it? the Frontier Guild House. Um, okay. And it's it's probably the, it's the second closest house to the Maws entrance. Um, and when Raider stopped playing, um, he sold us that house dirt, dirt, dirt cheap. Uh, I don't know what the current market value of it would be, but I think he sold it to us for like eleven million. Um, yeah, the current the current market is like th- uh, three three times deed price. Yeah, plus plus would, deed, so it's four times the cost of a deed. Yeah, and I think that deed is only like ten mil, right? So yeah. it's not much. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, we got it for just an absolute discount. I think we got it for deed plus a couple mil. Um, and he didn't even make us pay him at once. We paid him off in installments. Um, but that was the big shot in the arm. I can't remember what their guild abbreviation was, but we, we picked up a good seven, eight daily players there, skilled veteran players. Um, and that allowed us to kind of, you know, for the next six, eight months, then, you know, we were definitely, you know, the name was out, our faces were out there again, and we were able to start picking people up. It was during that time I picked up crew, uh, Jones. It was during that time I picked up Kelsier. 
um, who, and it probably was about that time or slightly after that we picked up Armadillo. Um, and those three have been essentially my uh, closest leadership group. Now, they didn't right away, but over time, it essentially became my closest leadership group and have been with me since since that point. Um, the crew picked up a lot of recruiting. There was some time there that crew was doing some streaming and he would stream during work like you work from home and he'd be on during the day streaming. And, you know, it seems like some of the PK, you know, they get the stream snipers. Crew seemed to always have people that would just kind of be stream tag alongs and would, uh, you know, he'd go out farming in the morning and on stream and people would just come join him farming. And next thing you know, they're wearing a sin tag. Um, so he did a lot of that. Um, but I picked up crew. I picked up Kelsier. We almost didn't get Armadillo. Uh, crew, I think, recruited him. And I think it probably I didn't necessarily blow him off. But Dillo not being, you know, American time zone, him and I really just could not cross paths to get gilded. And uh, I think him and I tried to meet up for like three weeks before <laughs> crew finally bit the bullet and <laughs> just added him to the guild. Um. But that's essentially what's become my core. I mean, I have, I, you know, myself kind of, I lead the direction of where we want to go. Um, crew handled a ton of the recruiting. Uh, we kind of called him our complaint department or our, our, our human resources department. He would deal with a lot of the internal strife and complaints and issues. Um, and he's, he's a pretty, he's a pretty good peacekeeper and he makes a lot of friends really easily. And so he handled that role really nicely. And then every guild needs kind of a, a rock star or somebody that can either, you know, the, you have the powers of the world that had Flubes and Vuitton, the PvP killers, and then you have the, you know, the, the faces of the world that have people like Pockets, that, you know, and, and whatnot that can go out and put out a ton of DPS and everybody knows who they are. Um, and Dillo has kind of turned into that person for us. Uh, you know, Dillo is just an absolute beast. Um we uh and it, it gives you credibility you get out and you show your face and you know you're active and people see you you're able to recruit um and then you add in somebody like Adillo that can go out and start just absolutely mowing through bosses and everybody starts paying attention that you have uh you know a solid core group and people that can put down dps and know what they're doing and their experience you know and then once they're in you know just our culture kind of keeps them yeah it's a slow a slow uh steamroll kind of uh, which is important and, and really kind of explains a lot for, for what's up a sin and, and your progression here on Outlands. Cause you, you weren't a powerhouse right away. It's kind of a, a more recent thing really. Um, where it's kind of a, a culminated in what you are today. Really. It's been to our benefit in the fact that I, 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 I know the leaders of all the major players in the guild, all the other guilds. I have relationships with And so, yes, us not being a powerhouse, we were not able to go steamroll a bunch of stuff. So we kind of had to work ourselves through, you know, diplomatic means. Um, you know, hey, you saw us do this boss, you know, hey, just tag it and go ahead and head on out and let us finish our deal. Um and you know we didn't we, we didn't do a whole lot of griefing. I don't really regulate people's play styles. That's another thing is you know once you're there, as long as you're not toxic and dropping homophobic stuff and racial stuff and and being toxic to the shard. I don't really you know if you want to be a thief, you want to grief, you want to go do that kind of stuff. Go ahead. If you want to PK, go ahead. Uh, so I don't really regulate play styles and ask people to you know tell people they can and cannot do things. Um, but yeah, not being a powerhouse during that time and being able to push people around and, and, and whatnot, it kind of built relationships with some of the other guilds and we had to do it through diplomatic means rather than, uh, just either brute force or total skill. Um, I, I wouldn't say along the way that we've had any kind of just absolutely top of the line PVPers. Uh, you know, it's been for PVM groups or PVE groups. It's always the, the battle is the get a solid PVP group and core group of PVPers that can defend content. and Yeah. And, and keep them playing with you I mean, yeah, all the time. PVPers, they, they want content, they want action. And, and uh, when they call for backup, they want people to show up. And a lot of times your PVMers are, are, they're just busy with their head down farming. Yeah. Or they come running into a boss room to defend your boss and nobody wants to go gray and, it's, it's honestly, it's not new to the shard. It's, it's been a UO problem forever. It's just melding PVPers with PVMers. Um, and so, 
And so Sin, we kind of we, we kind of keep it fresh. We kind of go in waves. We'll do the PvP events for a while. We'll do the bosses for a bit. We'll push flashpoints for a bit. We'll push, and it just kind of ends up being what the group is doing at that time is what people do, and we don't really force anything. If you want to go farm, go farm. Um, you know, we've 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 lost boss rares. We've lost bosses before, um, but we really do not have a a, a a temperamental group in the sense that when we do lose a boss. You might have somebody that gets a little sideways, but five minutes later, we're on to the next thing and we're laughing and, and moving right past it. And that's, that's, that's the culture I want. That's the culture we've built. Um, and that's what keeps us, you know, this kept this train rolling for, for two years here. I, I can only really think of one major lull where we had as a group where things were looking a little sketchy, where, where, where things were starting to get a little sideways and we were starting to lose some people and there wasn't any activity. But other than that, I mean, it's been steady for, for two years and, and the content has flown, flown, been flowing and people have been playing and, and building and I, I have no complaints and we have, a, we have a great group. Like I said, I can, I just, I can't compliment the group of people that we have enough. Yeah. That's um, what, that's what keeps playing on, on Atlanta's fun. I mean, I give Owen and Luthi's credit for making it a fun shard, but really it's the, uh, the people you're playing with that definitely keep you, you know, logging in day in, day out. Uh, let's get into this prestige push you guys have been doing. I, I know you you went at it against uh, a couple of guilds last season. I don't think you made it on top, right? Didn't didn't face yeah, end up on top third. still. Yeah, face one. Um, but now I, I I'm not logged in today to see where you're where you're at currently, but you're you're way up there. And, and as someone has, who has done this before and knows what it takes, uh, yeah, I'm never doing that shit again. It's way too much. Too much work. What's what's kind of driving your guys' uh, motivation? Okay. So we have never pushed prestige ever. We've watched BB do it. We've watched Face do it. We've watched other guilds do it, and they push so hard for three months, and then that next season and a half, they're dead. They don't. I mean, they're they're literally dead. Other than Face, Face is oh, just yeah. Been face, a, face seems they, to have a. Uh, I mean, they've been a, a machine power since, there. I mean, Chill was pushing him from day one, and then once the whole Chill blow up went, and he went bye bye, and he got removed. Face has just been a machine since day number one. Um, I mean, they just rolling along. Um, we have never pushed prestige, and actually, we've done the opposite. Um, if we feel that people are pushing for prestige, we'll we'll literally make an announcement or a post and say, "Hey, please stop. Um, enjoy the game, play the game, but if you focus on the prestige, you're going to burn yourself out." Um, one thing that's kind of helped with that, so to speak, is that, uh, all along, we've really never had any boss scouters. Um, we just, it's never been something that we've pushed. You know, if we have a boss, we can spawn, we'll go spawn it. If we find a boss up, we'll do it. But we've never done this 24, seven, 365 round the clock, have a group of five or six people that are just absolutely love searching out bosses and timers and, uh, we're a very blue collar guild uh, finding, finding people that are just script wizards within sin and, and, and can automate everything and, um, and, and do the, the, you know, the, the boss timers where people have the, the different freaking algorithms and stuff built into it. It's just not us. Um, we play to have fun. We play to play as a group. And, uh, so, you know, we've picked up people from face along the way. We've picked up people from some other guilds and they're like, oh, well, why aren't you doing things this way? And we're all just like, oh, it's just way too advanced. Um, we don't need to do that. So we did do a bit of a prestige push when we hit 25K. Uh, I did do a contest uh, for a push to 30 uh, for the island uh, threshold. Um, and... Last season was definitely interesting. Uh, we really were just sitting in second place. I think Calm was after us and Face was in front of us. And we all of a sudden noticed that uh, Calm was tagging a bunch of BB bosses and were showing up on some other uh, guild boss lists. And then all of a sudden they're passing us. Um, and then Face actually reached out to us and said, Hey, uh, can you you know, do you want to work out something where, you know, you guys can then stay in front of calm and we'll work together and try and, um, and which I agreed to, I got a lot of flack for it. I, a lot of the guild was not happy that I made that arrangement. 
Um, yeah, yeah, we got the same thing with our arrangement with Calm. We were like, hey, we want face to lose. It didn't work. Face yeah. is a machine. And <laughs> and you know it. We got a lot of extra prestige out of that. Um, I wouldn't say we got a lot of extra loot. I mean, it was just based within our you know normal events. Um, I I probably would not do it again. Um, we ended up getting third. We didn't pass Calm and uh, but. Nobody's feelings really got hurt. It worked out okay, um, but I just we we just don't push prestige. And and what's happened is is we actually got Nivietza, um, who we we picked up a group of poles a, a while ago, and and they ended up splitting off and making the guild now what's known as C. I think it's CSL. Um, and Nivietza decided to stay with us, split with his countrymen, and decided to stay with us. Uh, and he really started pushing people to scout bosses and um he got onto the timer sheets and started doing the timer things and started pushing people and now we have a group of probably four or five people that enjoy doing that and are having fun doing that and we're scouting bosses now and that's probably been the major um prestige push that people see on the leaderboards um but it's not really anything that we're pushing as a guild for prestige. We're just doing it because we enjoy the content and enjoy doing it together. And yeah. If, if you're scouting, you're going to get more of the natural that you would have had it in the past. And then you're also just by nature of scouting so much, you're going to, you're going to run into other guilds that are I also think, doing that content. Yeah. Poor, poor aerodynamics. <laughs> I, I think he's, I think on the main boss list, I think he, for this season, he's like 50 ahead of number two. And I mean, the guy is just an been an absolute machine. I think last night when he was going to bed, there was a bunch of bosses in the windows and I essentially had to kick him out of discord and kick him out of the game, tell him to go to bed because there wasn't going to be 50 bosses by the time he went to sleep and got up the next morning. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> But that's been the major prestige push. I mean, we've, we've passed Rack. I know Rack fell apart there a bit, so we've kind of passed them. And and, and I I think you guys are next on the list, buddy, and I think we're coming quick. Yeah, we definitely fell off the chasing of prestige. It's kind of now just we're going to run content and, and play together, so it's yep. slowed yep. down tremendously. And there's really nothing else past 30 to chase at the moment. I don't know what – I think they're supposed to come – another revamp and more things, but and what I've heard is some rumbling and grumblings about possible, uh, land space added to the guild islands to place a house or two, which does not make any kind of sense to me. Um, I, there's a few guilds that are probably within six to nine months from possibly being within Island distance. At that point you have face us, you, uh, Kyle will probably get there before long. I've seen a few rack around. They'll eventually get there. Uh, SOF, I believe, is sitting third now. Um, I think they passed Com this season, so I think SOF is sitting in third. Uh, they're probably pushing 20K. So, I mean, pretty soon here, you figure in a year, you're going to have five, six possible guilds that have islands. And one of the beautiful things about this shard is they reduce the total land space and the size of the map. And I mean, there's you're not going to be able to just keep adding islands and islands and islands and islands, and you're not going to be able to keep adding land islands. I just don't see it. Um, so I, I I think I know Owen in my conversations with Owen. That Owen absolutely detests guild prestige, and I bet you if he could do it again, there would be a totally different system to this, where maybe at twenty or thousand prestige you get a custom statue, and there's probably nothing else attached to prestige or whatever. Um, or maybe some kind of, you know, guild age, uh, milestone or something. But I, I, I think part of, and this might get a little, I think, uh, I think they've underestimated, uh, the prestige as well as the strength of the, the tunes and the templates that people have put together in the time frame they've put together. Um, so I yeah, think you have power a power working I, together too. Well, I just, I think you have. Yeah, and I think you have a lot of people that have a lot of guilds that <clears throat> have shot up prestige boards, and I don't think that they thought people would be this high this quick. 
and <laughs> excuse me, and then like things like OS4, people just down their solo farm and pulling, you know, 40, 50K an hour. Um, so I think that's obviously something that I, I think they're aware of it. And I just think it's something that'll have to be addressed at some point. I just, I don't think they anticipated how, how good people, how skilled some of this UO community can be in, in getting the most out of guilds and, uh, templates, tunes, things of that nature. Well, uh, so, so now that we've, we've shed on the, uh, prestige and the rewards, what, 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 what is, what is since planned for your, if you want to say anything, what's your plans for your custom house and, and Island? Or- I, I, ha- <clears throat> I, uh, I, I got the program from Owen. I have been through about six or seven phases. Um, I, I, I built a, I, I built what I saw in my head, got out of the program for a few days got back on, pretty much demolished my entire plan, rebuilt it. So I've built probably seven different versions of the custom guild house. Um, I have submitted a final plan to Owen um, with what I would like it to him to do some tweaks and some edits, uh, like doing the roof. I'll, I'll never attempt that. I, I, it's Putting a roof on a house is the worst thing ever. Um, but it does kind of give you an, an appreciation for like, just the amount of time it takes to build one house, you got to understand. I mean, he literally, I mean, you're going to click every tile. You got to make sure every tile is the right height. Um, if you yeah, get have the you watched his streams, <laughs> he's been streaming it lately. It's actually uh, really impressive. No, I haven't. I didn't even know, but, but just, you got to imagine he did that with the entire map. I, I mean, he literally started from scratch or wiped the map and created an entire new map and did essentially that program or whatever and built, hand-clicked every single tile. And it's taken me the better part of three months to build one house. I couldn't imagine doing a map. Um, yeah, his hours are logged somewhere. I forget what it was when he launched a shard. Of course, now he has extra dungeons. And uh, what, what he's been streaming lately is uh, the redesign of Horseshoe Bay. So he's kind of like... he's marked out the area that he's got to wipe and then he just builds a new horseshoe bay around there to not mess with housing and, and things like that. It's, uh, it's really <laughs> impressive. Yeah. He's got some videos posted too. Like when he redid, um, outside outposts and all that stuff. Um, so you can go find them. They're really impressive. Yeah. I just, I can't, like I said, I just building one house 30 by 30 has been a chore and a half. Um, I have shown my, my plans. Initially I went with a compound type, thing and decided I didn't like the uses of space and I've kind of bounced pictures off of a few different people um, in the guild and got some positive feedback, got some negative feedback and then just kind of tried to do the best I can. Uh, in the end, I, I like what I've built, uh, but in the end, you know, a, a guild house is essentially a gathering place and it's going to end up being open space. Um, you know, there's the courtyards, for people to come and go, but it's, it's, uh, I mean, it's not, the, it's not going to be the greatest house the world's ever seen, but I'm happy with it and it'll be unique to us. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing really, it'll be better than Rex. I promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's, let's talk about your, your allies. Um, we've done a lot of, like in depth talk about what, what's up with the sin, but what about your, your allies? Has, has that changed at all in the last couple of months or have you been playing with the same, kind of uh, same with the guilds for been, a while? Or We, it's funny. Our first ally on the server ever was actually with LOD when face was LOD. We actually allied, we were allied with them for a while. Um, and that was a eye opening experience, but our actual original boss knowledge and how to do bosses how to handle like the dark mile boulders and all that. Um, everybody slams chill, but we learned all that from, from face and LOD originally we did. We, we kind of tagged along with them as a smaller brother guild. And I think we were allied with them for three or four months. And that's really how we as a guild learned how to do bosses and the mechanics and got into boss content. Um, we actually left that Alliance. Um, I, I, I like I said, kind of since, character is we don't have a lot of toxicity and you know homophobic uh racial type stuff and there was a lot of that kind of stuff that was rubbing a bunch of my members the wrong way um and we we decided to leave that 
Um, and we decided at that point we were going to kind of be the big brother guild. And we actually allied uh, GLC, um, which is Job and Bikido. And uh, we also allied, which is now Hood, but was Rage, I think it was at the time. And uh, Murder, Inc. And so we were kind of the big brother guild. And we had three little brother guilds. And we did that number for a while. Um, all three of those guilds kind of went uh, inactive and really weren't serving a purpose anymore. And I, I think all in the same day, I think I dropped all three alliances on the exact same day. Um, and uh, the biggest one was GLC. GLC's kind of been um, like a blood brother to us since we were first allied to them. Um, and they they just, they weren't there. I think Paquito was really the only one that was playing. Um, and he was not happy. I think he ran me up one side and down the other of Outlands General. And I think that was right around the time that the Omnis were coming out. And I think he was, he was accusing me of, of kicking them because we didn't want to share an Omni and all kinds of other stuff. <laughs> um, which with the, I think we had the second Omni on the server. I think LOD did the first and I think we had the second. Um, but uh, we went ally list for a while. Um, and then, uh, Bikido and them started getting active again. We added GLC back to the Alliance and I think it was just us and, uh, GLC for a while. Um, and then, uh, Hood started getting, uh, Rage transitioned into Hood. They started getting active again. Uh, we added them back into the fold. Uh, it was actually, it was GLC and Hood actually never dropped their Alliance. So when we allied GLC back and we were running content with GLC, Hood would show up to stuff. And we've got poor Bikido sitting there who's got Hood green to them and us green to them. And we're fighting Hood and he couldn't do anything about it because <laughs> we're there. So it just kind of got odd. So crew kind of facilitated the uh, alliance with the Hood rage people back. Um, and it was us three for a while there. Um, and then uh, we started getting heavy into the boating stuff. Uh, Armadillo, when the short period that we had magical um armadillo and magical were doing a bunch of the boating but it really never magical was pushing it hard with us but it never really took off um and so then we finally kelsier started doing the boating uh everybody kind of started to figure out that the amount of chain xp and stuff you could get off of the boating and so a lot of people started taking to the seas and uh, obviously uh, the seas were a little bit of a different dynamic but you had you had some uh, definitely unbalanced uh, sea alliances and, and, and people with, with um, boats and, and upgrades and crew and stuff that were just fully loaded and you know people getting around the map in 2.2 seconds. Um, yep, and so that's, that's right around the time I quit. I was getting in the ocean and it was uh, – uh, the revamp was coming and I was kind of unhappy with, with the uh, – the tag system we got now, which is very unsandbox, and that was kind of the push for me to quit for the last couple months. And that, that was right when uh, I think, I think BB and Sin were together on the sea for a bit, if I remember right. Yeah, uh, yeah, we created a big old uh, um, sea alliance, which actually it actually it kind of it kind of uh, we while back when power was still here, we had we you know all these guilds. Had uh, <laughs> you can just message me. I completely forgot. We were uh, we were allied to CA for a very long time as well. Sorry, Radia Matron. Um, <laughs> I think their initials may still be on our guild house floor. I knew I was missing one. We were we were allied to CA for a very long time as well with with uh, with GLC and uh, we had Radia and. Um, uh, Pacifico and the one I can't remember the one guy's name that was always griefing and making people pay for the Phoenixes. Um, but yeah, we were with CA for a very, very long time as well. Um, and then when we allied Hood, uh, I think CA kind of got over. They didn't like having a lot of green people and we were doing a lot of recruiting. And so they decided to go back independent. Um, but anyways, back to the sea. So yeah, we created a, the, the, on land earlier, we had created a big old land alliance battling the power raids and stuff. And so we kind of did that again on the seas against what was Pwn and Anarchy. Um, and I think it involved BBSOF, us, I think 
that was space. before any of the. Fa- I, I think it was before any of the face guys really got okay. onto the sea. Yeah, I was um, not playing during any of this, but yeah, it was uh, definitely a Trin, power Trin, outage type of thing. Yep, Trin was in there, and uh, and so we did that for a bit, and uh, some of my more diehard boaters, <laughs> Dillo, um, really really wanted to pirate and really you know some of a lot of us were still learning but uh and you know dillo put up with it as long as he could but he he'd had enough and was ready to go back to pirating and and being able to fight anybody he saw on the sea and so um we pulled out of that um but uh we had a lot of people doing the boating stuff for a while there um and the the boating alliance kind of fizzled um and so everybody was kind of back to on their own. And what ended up happening was, is because we made that big group, Com joined on with Anarchy and Pwn. And so we disbanded and went back to solo guilds, essentially out there farming and having to try and fight. And uh, crew and SOF um, came together and we decided to ally back up on the sea with SOF to kind of combat Com and, and Pwn and A still doing their thing. Um, but we decided not to pursue an on, on land Alliance. Um, and what just ended up happening was, is SOF and the people in SOF, uh, just kind of felt like part of the group and fit right in. And, uh, so I reached out to Ocho and funeral and I said, you know, let's just, let's make this official and let's, let's do it on land too. We all, you fit the culture. You guys have been a great addition on land and because I brought them into the Discord for the sea stuff and um, everybody got along and the relationships went well. And so um, we added SOF to that. So right now we have GLC, SOF, and, and Hood. Um, you know, we have our reservations about the amount of people that that involves. Um, but, God, we have fun together. We have an absolute blast. And the amount of content we put out right now has been huge um you know and we we share everything um you know there's really no selfishness you know we we we, everybody shares everything if there's a boss up we all come we we bring each other we distro loot uh if it's an sof boss it's distro if it's a hood boss it's distro uh we're really good about you know hood finds a, a boss up that token goes to hood if we find a boss up that token stays with sin um and you know we do omnis together. Those links all get distroed out. Uh, it's just it's it's, and you know Sin has a big huge lore program that we run, um, and we involve all the allies in that. And so you know we do we do uh, Stone Wizard runs our our lore and T eight stuff, and he goes out and does five T maps, and we do they do you know five T eights, and the fifth they distro all the loot, and then the fifth T eight that they do that link gets distroed to everybody that came to the T eights. Um, oh yeah, that's cool. And, uh, and everybody, and well, it, we were really strong. I mean, we had freaking 150, the dang things. We couldn't get people to do them after the nerf, you know, obviously they used to be way overpowered on loot and prestige and XP and the nerf happened and we just couldn't get anybody to do them. So we just we said, you know what, we've got this, it's got a system that pays for itself. And, um, so, you know, you guys go out and you want to do T8s, you do benefits, the guild and the prestige, it's easy prestige and, uh, all the loot from the, all five maps gets distroed out, and you know the fifth link, whatever hits, gets distroed to the people that participated. It's been a really, really successful program, um, and it gets people involved. It keeps people involved, and I mean, you really, I mean, we've had you know people not paying attention to tags, but it has just been a really, really fun group. Um, we've always had a fun group and a group that got along, but it's just the 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 group that we have together now is just it's just it's a ton of fun. And everybody gets along. I mean, literally, we just we have no strife. We, you know, we try and keep politics out of things and, and, and real life type stuff. And just everybody logs on, plays, has a good time, and and is part of the team and buys into the team system. And everybody's benefiting from it. Um, I mean, I, I you can send me the prestige. I think we're first. We're at sixty nine nineteen. Yep. Um, yep. I think we're just about three or just under three K three K clear of face for this one. SOF is past com. They're sitting in third, hood sixth, and GLC finally got on the first page at ten. So and like I said, the prestige doesn't but doesn't 
judge how you're doing totally as a guild, and you know, it, it's kind of, but it's kind of a metric you can look at to see that you know everybody's participating, and there's not a group in this that's not participating and is missing out on the content that we're doing. Um, and it's it's been a lot of fun, man, and it's brought you know brought new life into it. Um, you know, SOF was really big for a while in the IDOT game, um, and them and Hood kind of fought over it. Uh, Com has gotten really big into it here lately, and so there's been some friendships that have struck out of people that used to be enemies. Um, and a lot of information and a lot of veteran players that have been around for a long, long time. Um, and, I, I, you know, I've, I've gotten a lot of PMs from people over the last, you know, year or, you know, my time that just, you know, everybody's played the game for 20 years or been around the game for 20 years at this point. Uh, that this is the most fun and the, the best guild that they have ever been a part of. Um, and that means a lot. And that's just, you know, the, it's a, it's a family. It is. It's just, we, we have a great group. So, so uh, let's, uh, that's a good spot to leave it. I think for, um, for, I guess, the uh, state of state of sin on, on Outlands. Um, sounds like you guys are, are really, um, uh, doing a lot, of, doing a lot in the shard lately, uh, succeeding a lot, um, and having fun while doing it. Uh, let's just briefly move on to the uh, current shard state and the pipeline. Um, I, we're kind of running out of time here, but I wanted to, is there anything in the pipeline that you want to, you want to comment on or anything you're looking forward to or any kind of like, I don't know, b- big thoughts from the, from the leadership of sin, you know, that you kind of want to see the shard go to. We need we need to see new the, the new dungeon expansions. Those have to come out. Um, I know some people here lately, uh, like yesterday, crew decided he was going to take some time off and has decided to liquidate some of his stuff and and take a step back and take some time off. And I think the big and just talking to some of the other leaders from some of the other big guilds and stuff is it's just people are starving for new content uh, and challenging content. Um, so I think that comes with the dungeon expansions. Um, I think some of the boss reworking and revamping and how some of the boss spawning can happen. Um, and then the big one is obviously the end game stuff in the Omni. Uh, Sin as a guild is definitely looking forward to a restructured, uh, Omni setting. Um, I really was opposed to, uh, anybody entering the Omni, even if you're part of the, the Alliance uh, or the guild that spawned it, having to have one of those Omni ruins. I was really against that. Um, but yeah, I'm it took away the home field advantage. Uh, I think that's uh, but, gone. Yeah, they did. Work. But I, that was the one thing. That, but we are just, we, we were looking for a challenge. I think that's what everybody wants. And everybody's in, in We've had the water redone. We've had some PvP stuff redone. <clears throat> I know aerodynamics is dying for this arrow freaking archery overhaul. Um, but just just new, fresh content and challenging content. I think people want to be challenged. Um, and I think, obviously, a rewrite. I know a lot of people are looking out for the taming stuff. But from a GM standpoint, to keep things active, you got to have content and you have to be able to push content. And for that, you got to have challenging stuff at this point since you have people that are so developed. And so we're really looking forward to the expanded dungeons um, and, and the boss and the Omni reworks. Um, I mean, obviously, you have certain people that typically play Dexters that are really looking forward to the Dexter stuff. But uh, on my plate, I'm really, really looking forward to see what they can do with some of this endgame stuff. Um, especially yeah, the, 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 the bosses Omni haven't stuff. changed in two years. Not really. No. So it, it'll be nice to get that rework and I mean, uh, whatever. I, I love Lord Bile. I love my favorite. My personal favorite boss is, is the Darkmire main. Um, yeah, that's my and, favorite too. Yeah, Lord, and, Lord Bile is awesome. And then I know, and I, and I, I, I kind of have a love hate with Pulma. Uh, it, it's probably for mages is probably with those little swirly things is one of the harder bosses. Uh, and it's annoying as hell. Um, but I, some of the most fun I've had at, at bosses have been pulling the main, some of the biggest, you know, raids, fights, all that have been pulling the mains because those are, you know, that's a boss that's ended up being stalled so many times. Um, and people dying and groups fighting over it. Um, but that's kind of the, the avenue where it needs to go is just definitely making some of these mechanics and these bosses, uh, more challenging for groups. Um, 
so that, that they can feel challenged as a group and, and can feel like they're accomplishing something. A lot of this stuff ends up just being tank and spank and sleeping through anymore. Hell, me personally, I don't even really bring my main PVM tune to, to bosses anymore. I come on a PVP or just hoping to look for finding yeah. somebody to mess with. Yeah, um, a lot of us doing the same thing. Because uh, why, you know, you don't really need to anymore. You can show up on a PVP spec and still... Yeah, the boss will still go down because of your high aspect and everything. And then if PvP comes, great. That's yeah. content. It's fun. But yeah, I just, I like to see some stuff. I just, uh, that for me and I know uh, us as a kill, it's just it's a challenge. You, just, you got to keep challenges coming. Um, I, I was really looking forward to, and I know it's been stalled, was when they were talking about doing the nostalgia dungeon and having, you know, one nostalgia dungeon with a champ spawn. Um, you know, up in a season or whatever. I think that some of that is kind of stalled, but I know a lot of my people were looking forward to that. And that, that if there was, you know, a, you know, contested champ spawns and things of that nature, I know, you know, the, the heart and the, the core of this done, this shard is bosses and stuff. And I would not, I you know, I'd, I'd like to see that tweak, but not go away. Um, but I know a lot of people were even looking forward to the nostalgia dungeon, to, you know, having a deceit up for, you know, a month and being able to go do that champ spawn and fighting over it and, uh, it would just be things that would would bring the shard to one location and induce, um, you know, exciting content and meaningful content. Uh, Ace, do we have any community responses that uh, we haven't covered it yet before uh, the show? Just up? Owens. Just Owens. <laughs> just Owens. <laughs> uh, oh, and oh, sorry, we have one from uh, someone named Crew Jones. He. Uh, he wants to know how the guild with, will manage now that Crew Jones has quit playing UO. Um, well, he hasn't quit. He will uh, always be there somewhere. Um, we will we'll, we'll be all right. Him and I, Crew and I had a bit of a chat last night. Um, and I told him how much I appreciated the, everything he's done for Sin and, and all the work he put in and his service to the guild. Um, but... We're definitely in the, we're definitely looking for a new punching bag and somebody to take over the old uh, complaint department. <laughs> All right, there you go, crew. There's your answer. He says, "Get the hell out." <laughs> yeah, the, the related question from Owen is, "Why is Crew Jones selling his accounts for gold and real money?" Uh, he's not. He's not. He's keeping the accounts. He's keeping the PVP boat. He's keeping the shelf. He's he's you know, he's going to leave himself battle ready. And uh, we'll see him back. I don't think we've seen the end of Crew Jones. I think there's like a couple of types of players. There's the I have to uh, cold turkey quit. They'll just drop their house. Uh, those are the guys you see back like five or six times and they rebuild. Um, the other guys just kind of quietly step away and their house may fall after they keep it up for six months. And then you have the guys that, uh, you know, kind of like explode off the shard, like the, the chills out there um there's been a couple of those uh beton you know ball of fury kind of quit yeah owen had another good question for you (laughs) where the fuck is chet casey (laughs) i uh i had a little birdie tell me that uh i should tell you that chet casey said hello ace (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> hey we we really did enjoy that content it was uh it was unique to outlands uh I, that interview was great that we did with chet casey no we had a good interview i think he's more referring to the uh i threw <laughs> i threw chet in in the R, i think it was the rp channel one day yes fashion yep. him one day yeah um, but all good chat chat uh, Chet is on assignment elsewhere, and uh, <laughs> on assignment. We, okay, we we may see him back here at some point. Uh, his 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 office at uh, One Mausoleum Way is still uh, still there; hasn't been cleaned out. Um, we may see him again. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of speculation on who he is, uh, but uh, rumor is that we may see him here at some point. Hey, if uh, I can revive a podcast six months later, uh, Chet Casey can revive uh, the newspaper nine months, eight months later, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, Chet, uh, Chet, was, Chet was one of my favorite characters. And Chet came with us from UOF, too. Uh, maybe not under that pen name, but uh, he's uh, definitely, uh, let me, t- I, 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 the, I don't know if, uh, the Sin Guild statue is uh, 
is is built in honor of Chuck Casey. <laughs> uh, I think the last one we could probably ask is, but I'm curious is why Owen asked this. Uh, who's your mama and who's your daddy? Uh, your mama is our queen pin. <laughs> your mama is our queen pin. Uh, she is. Uh, your mama is actually Mary, the guild mother of sin, the mother fugger, as we call her. Um, that's Mary, who's been our, uh, who's been the mother of sin and all the way back onto UOF for a long, long time. Uh, you don't mess with, if you, if you mess with Mary, you mess with all of us. That's the one person in our guild you don't want to mess with. You get a lot of angry, angry people. Um, I don't know why anyone would ever want to mess with Mary. She's great. Then that would make uh, Silver Wolf your daddy. <laughs> there's some, uh. There's a real life. Uh, there's a real life commitment there. So if Mary's your mama, then then Silver Wolf's your daddy. But I don't know if Silver will get the same reaction from us that 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 Mary would. So, but uh, that, that's we we call her the mother fogger. We call her the queen pin. Uh, she's the guild mom, and actually she was one that she uh she uh, she she was one that left with the original and went over to wrecked a lot of her close friends and stuff went with that split over direct and she was one that left and went over there. Um, and it was a very, very happy day, uh, when she returned. And so you're uh, saying Mary gets around, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but, uh, you would, I don't know if you, uh, you see some of the videos and stuff on Facebook, like when the soldier comes home and, uh, you know, the dog, their dog they haven't seen in six months sees them and loses it and goes crazy and the tail's flying all over the place and they jump in the, that was kind of, that was kind of Mugen when Mary returned. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but we're blessed to have her back. And like I said, we're, my, my group currently in for the last two years has definitely been a blessing and definitely, uh, I, I know UO is a game, um, but it's a game that's probably drawn most of us back and kept us around for the better part of 20 years. And, uh, I know that, uh, my group, I consider to be a family and especially my people that have been around me now for a couple of years. And I mean, just with, uh, you know, losing a job and stuff, you know, it was, the, I, I know it goes on with a lot of GMs and stuff is that you, you know, you build up some very good relationships with the people in these guilds, even if you might never, never meet them in person. Um, but I know that that they have my back and I have their back and um, there's probably too many people to thank for, for what we have. But uh, I love them all and they're my sinners forever. Sure. Yeah, Huck, uh, th- thanks thanks a lot for, for stepping up and, and getting on the, on the podcast and telling us the story of sin and, and your kind of journey here in Outlands. Um, I mean, I really I always cherish these conversations. It's like, like you're saying, we build families here. Um, they're important to us, even in our real lives. Um, you know, this is kind of our, our, our escape from that, but it's also, we make, we make real connections here and, uh, you know, I think it's an awesome story. I'm glad to see sin on top kicking ass. Appreciate Um, it. Yeah. I don't know what I'd do without my 3am text messages from you again, telling me I'm ugly. (laughs) (laughs) So, but yeah, I appreciate being here. It's a good thing. Uh, I do miss the newspaper thing um, and the podcast stuff and the developer debrief. It kind of gives the people that play this shard and, and, and kind of a chance to uh, gain some perspective and uh, kind of learn about people and, and the things going on and, and meet people and, and, and hear a different side of things outside of the typical outlands general uh banter that goes on so it's uh it's been good to be here i appreciate you inviting me on and uh i'm sure i'll be seeing you guys around yeah uh so um you know we, we have a new feed it's uh we're actually on shoot what did i move it to ace i'm forgetting um shit so my life no life feed links no where is it podcast episodes <laughs> there we we're go. on anchor fm now anchor, anchor fm, FM. Uh, yeah, so I don't think I, I pay for Inside Outlands anymore, so I can't even like do our outro as insideoutlands.com. Um, I'll have to look that up. Maybe I, maybe I do. <laughs> I want to say you said you didn't, but I don't remember. 
anyway, it's a new feed, anchor.fm. So it's, it's spread the word around, let people know our, our kind of feed has changed in case um, they're not getting the uh, the workaround and everything's not up to par, you know, reach out and let me know. Uh, we are going to have another guest on next show. So keep an eye out for that one. If you have suggestions, you know, hit up me or Ace and let us know kind of what you want to hear, um, what, what we can cover next and who we can bring on. And that'll be it for today's show. Thanks, everybody. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, people. Yep. Peace. Bye. Thank you.